The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? <laughs> no, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. <laughs> this is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Welcome to your waiver wire show. Getting into week nine. Bye, NATO. Six teams on bye. But we are here, Adam Azer, Dave Richard, and Jamie Eisberg, giving you the best waiver wire options at every position. And I'm a little sad today, guys, because I love Halloween. I'm sad that it's over. Thankfully, still have a lot of candy left. So I'm just going to stay in the holiday spirit and wish you guys a happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. And Merry Christmas. (laughs) Yes. Happy holiday. It's always a holiday. Um, And I hope you guys have a good Halloween. Very good, yes. It was awesome. I watched Monday Night Football while my wife answered the door when we had trick or treat. <laughs> did you uh, Did you go to the neighborhood you were uninvited to? I was invited and I went and we had a great time and I had. You were actually invited. I was, yeah. You didn't show up like a vampire, just you know, invited yourself. No, but a lot of people do, and uh, and I had a major costume fail. I showed you. I showed Jamie my costume. Um, I, I was like, "What was the fail?" Nobody knew what it was, so I, I dressed up as <laughs> as a Revenge of the Nerds nerd because I have a Lambda 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 shirt, and I I parted. I gave myself a side part, and I wore my glasses, and I tucked my T-shirt into my shorts with a belt, and I wore like socks that went halfway up my to my knees. And I, I was love like, it. All the people who saw you just thought you looked normal. Yes, and I had I was wearing a backpack, like a diaper bag backpack, so I was super dorky, but nobody knew I was a character, so I just looked like a huge nerd walking around the street. Oh, I had a, I had a great tweet. I'll let you read it. See if you agree. Uh, okay, Shafee T, can you can you find Jamie's tweet? We'll throw it up. On by this week, we got Cleveland, Dallas, Denver, Giants, 49ers, and Steelers. Not so bad from a quarterback perspective, but having six teams out is not good. Nick Chubb oh. and and uh, and McCaffrey, and of course, you know, so yeah, not great. But we'll get and if you think it. this is bad, just wait till week fourteen. It's the Moab, the, the mother <laughs> of all binados. 
right, let's get to uh, the news we're following. Jonathan Taylor has a twisted ankle. Cooper Cup expect, expected to play with an ankle injury, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. Uh, Mark Andrews not believed to have serious injuries. As we sit here on Tuesday, uh, you know, Taylor, Cup, Andrews, we'll see. Yeah, make contingency plans. Rashad Bateman's going to miss several weeks with a foot injury. Gus Edwards questionable with a hamstring injury, so obviously the Ravens are banged up. P.J. Walker's going to start this week at the Bengals, who lost a really good cornerback, and Dave can outline it later. Their defense fell to pieces after Shadobia Wuzie left. Uh, Chuba Hubbard thinks he can play this week against those Bengals, and uh, Keenan Allen coming off the the uh, the bye week, missed practice. So we don't even know if that we're going to... I mean, I think we would get him back. Uh, we played a little bit uh, two weeks ago. All right, with all that said, Jamie, who are you start our top priorities this week? Uh, there's not a great group of running backs, but Kenyon Drake would be the best one. Um, Justin Fields is fantastic at quarterback. He's going to be a potential top five guy this week. And then the uh, the receivers are are the best probably value you'll get at the position. There's some good tight ends too, but the, the receivers are the best value you get. So you got Rondell Moore, Josh Palmer, and Darnell Mooney as the top three. Uh, Devin DuVernay a close fourth, but there are some good options there. And then tight end is, is intriguing as well uh, between Greg Dolchitz if you need somebody to stash. Um, i trying to think, why am I not thinking of who the first guy? Oh, Evan, Evan Ingram. Ingram. Yeah. Uh, Evan Ingram, Greg Dolchitz, and um, uh, Kate Otten, Tyler Likely, uh, Isaiah Likely if there is no Andrews. And Tyler Conklin. Uh, if the Jets are going to throw, you've seen now uh, what what they've done when the quarterback attempts have been up, whether it's Joe Flacco or Zach Wilson. Tyler Conklin's been pretty good. That was a lot of names. And by the way, we also have the trade deadline today, so things could change. You know, there's a scenario where Naeem Hines gets traded and Jonathan Taylor misses the game and Deion Jackson becomes a huge priority. You know, so if we have a ma- major news, we'll hit you with a bonus podcast later. But uh, I don't James- think Jonathan Taylor's on the injury report. Well, he hurt his ankle. I mean, he I know he hurt game. his. Hey, yeah, I know, but that happens sometimes. Guys finish the game and and then they don't. All right, look, I, I guess you're right. I'm not. I'm not planning on that happening, but I just want to throw it out there. But okay, you just want to scare people some. More. Well, want to make people worry. He's got a lingering ankle issue here, and he, you know, like they said, oh, Chuba Hubbard's fine. He got to come back in the game, and then he missed the week. Um, Fair. Yeah, so anyway, the trade right. deadline could shake things up, too. Dave. Ravens did it with J.K. Dobbins earlier this year, too. Right. They blamed the turf, and then he went on IR. Jamie did give a lot of names there, which was great. Sure, you want me to try and give you Yeah, like who, who do you have to names? go get? Who do you have to go get this week? It depends on what you need. I don't think there's a gotta-have-it guy, although I will say that with six teams on by this week and plenty more teams going on by in the future, it would be great to have Justin Fields as your bi-week quarterback, and then you can trade him to a team that's desperate for quarterback. He's my top quarterback for the second week in a row. Running back, I agree with Jamie on Kenyon Drake, mainly because there isn't anybody else out there at this point that looks good. However, Rashad White's available in 40% of leagues, and he's starting to look like the better running back in Tampa. And I wonder if he's worth stashing. Almost the perfect guy to go after if you don't need anybody this week. I don't know how many people I'm talking to when I say that because everybody's going to need something. But Rashad White is a tremendous stash moving forward. He's available 40% of leagues. Uh, I'm struggling a wide receiver. I agree with Josh Palmer. He's 70% available. Should have a nice role for the Chargers in the next three games for them. But I, my next best receiver, I don't think Jamie mentioned him, is Romeo Dobbs. And I know that he – I was very skeptical of him going into last week. And even his first target, it looked like there was a miscommunication from Aaron Rodgers. But he came through for him later on in the game. And they're short on wideouts. 
We don't know when Lazard's coming back. Christian Watson's in the concussion protocol. Dobbs might be the Packers' number one receiver, and they're playing the Lions. So I think Romeo Dobbs got a chance to be good. I'm also wrestling between McCall Hardman, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and Kadarius Toney because I, I, I want to get that one right, and I, I don't know if we're ever going to get a consistent right answer from those three, but I do like how in the last two games, Nicole Hardman's had three touches in the red zone and three touchdowns in the red zone. And MVS had a one target in the red zone intercepted because he couldn't hold on to the ball. So I wonder if McCole Hardman stays a significant part of the Chiefs offense, probably more of a flex guy that you would use in fantasy because he doesn't play enough snaps. But Tony's obviously going to become a factor as well. Jamie mentioned Darnell Mooney. He's absolutely worth getting. Rondale. Anyway, anyway, a lot of wide receivers. Probably a position where you can feel good about one of four or five guys. I want to ask you about Justin Fields. I want to throw out one more name because I have a league. I was just looking at one league this morning uh, where I have Mixon, I think, and <laughs> like Brian Robinson, AJ Dillon, Kareem Hunt is like, man, I love. Um, let's go to the waiver wire. Let's see what's available. No Kenyon Drake. I don't even know if this next guy's available, but what do you think about Caleb Huntley? He's averaging. Uh, 4.6 yards per carry. Tyler Algiers averaging 3.9 yards per carry. Huntley, I think, had more carries. It was very close. He did have more carries. He had two more carries. He had a much better game. Tyler Algiers did have He played almost... He played 36% of the snaps and two of three snaps inside the 10. I don't think... I think he's had one target this year or something like that. Yeah, yeah. crazy low. It's a major Uh, risk. The potential of Patterson coming back, though. That's the other thing. Like, Patterson can come back. Huntley will go to special teams play. Mm -hmm. Algier will be the guy that's playing a third of the snaps. And Patterson will be a number two fantasy running back. But they have the Chargers. So if Patterson doesn't come back... And look, Huntley had six carries in week seven, but he had 16 in week eight. But I don't know. If you're desperate, 23% roster and he's got the Chargers. If there's no Patterson, he's... He's worth a bye week replacement start. All right, and Jamie, I, Dave, and Jamie, you both love Justin Fields as your number one waiver wire quarterback. Why is this different? Uh, this is not my. This is not me saying it's not different. This is just me asking. Why is this different than Daniel Jones? Well, it's oh. been a little bit more consistent production for him than Daniel Jones, and yes, you know, I, I think you're seeing, uh, you know. Daniel Jones had his, his flaws last week. The, the, I guess the biggest difference was, or the hope would be, Daniel Jones stopped running last week. Like, I, I don't know what happened there. Um, you know, if Daniel Jones runs, he probably has decent production because that's what, that's what I was counting on, was that his, his rushing ability. If, if Justin Fields doesn't run, you're, you're the same boat. You're not, you're not counting on Justin Fields to get your fantasy production with his arm. No. If you are, you're screwed. <laughs> and so are the Bears. But I do think the Bears are doing a better job of utilizing Fields as as a mobile quarterback. And what I mean by that is that he's making throws outside of the pocket by design. And he's also smart enough to know when nothing's open downfield, he can take off and run. He's smart when it comes to that, and he's fast too. So I think he's going to continue to get a good dose of rushing yards. He doesn't have the same type of ceiling as Daniel Jones as a rusher. Daniel Jones... I guess we have to lower that ceiling now. I thought his, I, I, or I, well, I thought his. He has oh, he has a better. He has a higher. Ceiling no, he doesn't. He has a higher ceiling. I, I didn't mean to say that okay. in negative connotation. Yes, oh, yeah, Fields yeah. has a higher ceiling. Right. I think he's got a higher floor too. 
let's readjust that floor for Daniel Jones. I thought it would be 50 yards last week. And I was being modest because Jones, when he was getting rushing yards two games ago, a lot of it was when he was flushed out of the pocket and he just kept going. Fields does the exact same thing. And they have designed runs for fields. I'm not sure how many designed runs the Giants have actually called for Daniel Jones. That's something that we could research if people still care about using Daniel Jones in fantasy. Spoiler, they're not. I, I think that I think that Fields four straight games with at least 18 fantasy points. Is that the new bar that we're looking for? I guess. And last two or three games over 20. I'm happy to use Fields as a spot starter moving forward. Yeah, and look, Seattle's really good, and I think they game plan very well to take away the run. They were prepared for it, and the the, the next three matchups for for Fields are Miami, Detroit, and Atlanta. And those teams are 26th, 30th, and 29th against quarterbacks. They give up a ton of big plays, a ton of air yards. And that's Fields' specialty, and it's Mooney's specialty as well, so keep that in mind. Um, they're all, like, bottom five in, you know, in air yard. Uh, completions allowed of 20-plus air yards or top five, you know, among the worst. They give up the most deep balls, basically. So that plays to Fields' strengths. That plays to Mooney's strengths. And that's a big difference between Fields and, and Daniel Jones, who had Seattle. Uh, and also the teams that Fields are about to play, they score a lot of points. The Dolphins, the Lions, and the Falcons actually good offensively. So everything sets up well, I think, for, for Justin Fields. And I know you guys are going to be pretty high on him, and he's 49% rostered. All right. Um, Want to tell you about fantasy football today in five. You don't have time for the full-length FFT episode. We have such short shows. I don't know how you couldn't possibly have time. But if you don't have time for the marathons, and we appreciate you hanging with us, uh, and you could always, by the way, hit the, you know, that one and a half speed button, which I think I know a lot of people do. Makes us talk like chipmunks like this, but also very efficient. <laughs> That's um, going to sound great at one and a half <laughs> yeah. speed. People also like listening to us at halftime speed because yeah. it makes us sound drunk. Right. Yeah, I've heard that. The only time I've ever been drunk. Oh my God, actually. you sound like uh, Frankenstein. Listen, I gave out this tip on on this the Sunday morning live stream, but I don't. I don't know if it's gone now that Halloween's over, but you have to use the zombie voice on Waze. It is so funny. At the roundabout, take the second exit. Skip one, then take... It's great. The zombie voice is great on Waze. Anyway, FFT in five is our five-minute show. Check it out. Fantasy Football Today in Five, hosted by Chris Towers. Five to seven minutes, basically, every morning in your inbox, in your, no, in your podcast feed, and on YouTube, youtube.com slash today. I've gone a little off the rails. Quick email of the day from Jimmy Conway. Jimmy says, Monday night miracle. I was up half a point going into Monday night. No players left. Opponent had Evan McPherson. You get negative points for missed field goals. Bam! Jimmy Conway gets the win. Evan McPherson with a negative. Uh, that's awesome. News and notes. This was this we we talked about this on yesterday's show, and I did not see this quote before we talked about DeAndre Swift and his workload. He said that he is not a hundred percent. So that that explains ten touches, and hopefully he can ramp it up. But he's not a hundred percent yet. Uh, Chase Young. And Tredavious White, so Young, the edge rusher for Washington, Tredavious White, coming back from a pretty serious ACL, but one of the best corners in football when he's healthy. Both of these guys for the Bills, one of these guys, both these guys are going to be activated this week. Doesn't mean they'll play this week, but the practice window opens up for Chase Young and Tredavious White. How about the Ravens getting Roquan Smith from the Bears for linebacker A.J. Klein and second and fifth round picks? I wonder... 
I have no idea, honestly. Does AJ Klein become a fantasy, uh, an IDP target? You know, because we're talking about the leading tackler in the NFL leaving the Bears. I don't know if AJ Klein steps into that role. Right, that's what I was going to say, and I'm looking. Could be up- what Morrow could play that role too, right? Yeah, Morrow could play yeah. that role. Um, our lads has Morrow in the middle and Klein at the weak side. Joe Thomas behind him. It's possible Klein could be an interesting IDP option. Yes, but that's Nicholas yes. Morrow, right? Yes. yes. Okay, that's a that's a guy to take a look at. Um, he's pretty rostered, and he's he's been pretty good. It's a good thing his first name isn't Two. <laughs> Uh, we love you to borrow. Uh, okay, so yeah, so anyway, big big deal there for the Ravens. Kadarius Tony should play this week. Think they're going to probably ease him in. Mark Ingram's out several weeks with a sprained MCL. The Jets are sticking with Zach Wilson for the rest of the season, according to their head coach Robert Sala. Uh, we'll see. How, how, interesting to say that before the Buffalo game. Uh, I wonder who they would turn to because Flacco wasn't active. Right. Yeah, it looks like Mike White. Mike White was Put, number two. Well, I mean, it could have just been a procedural thing that they they wanted. Maybe, you know, trick play with Mike White or something. Who knows? I think I saw that he said something like, if Zach Wilson gets hurt, Mike White would have the shot. Okay. But I maybe, maybe I'm completely making that up. I'm pretty sure I saw that. <laughs> he might have said that last year. Uh, maybe. Herb Smith, high ankle sprain. Devontae Parker, not expected to miss much time. Might miss this week's game. Then they have a bye. He'll be back at, at the latest after that. Jordan Davis, Eagles defensive tackle, rookie defensive tackle, could miss a month or so with a high ankle sprain. Yep, uh, that's big. All right, Dave, so tell me about the Bengals' defense after Chidobia Wuzie left with a knee injury that looks pretty serious. They also lost cornerback Trey Flowers, and they get Carolina this week. Yeah, Flowers was late. Wuzie was at the end of the first half, and Wuzie had been playing well for Cincinnati literally the last two seasons. He had been awesome. And this Bengals' defense in general had been great. Um uh, an, an awesome team making adjustments in the second half. Not last night. Uh, without Owuze and, and just the way that their defense played, Jacoby Brissett only threw six times. He completed all six of those passes for 125 yards and a touchdown. Amari Cooper, top receiver of Cleveland. No Owuze on the field. Three targets, three catches, 84 yards, and a touchdown. This Bengals defense could be in some trouble without Owuze out there. Owuze. 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 There you go. Uh, okay, so they got the Panthers, and they have a bye, and P.J. Walker certainly in plays. Had two nice games in a row. And Sam Hubbard, Cincinnati defensive end last night, he hurt his hand. He had x-rays. They were negative. Hopefully he can play this week. Uh, Christian Watson, concussion. DeAndre Campbell, Devondre Campbell, excuse me, for the Packers at linebacker. He left in the second quarter. We got to wait to see what's going on with Jordan Poyer, the safety for the Bills. This is a really big deal. He said he heard a pop in his elbow. He makes a huge difference for them. They've already lost Micah Hyde for the year, so this would be their second starting safety and two great safeties. So uh, let's see what happens with Jordan Poyer. They're at the Jets this week. See if the Cardinals can get healthier on the offensive line. They play without three starters. Miami left guard Liam Eichenberg is going to miss some time with a knee injury. Derrick Henry has four straight 200-yard games against Houston. That's cool. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is the first player with a rushing. You're not here, Texas fan. No, <laughs> McCaffrey. There's not many of those, though. We're good. <laughs> McCaffrey is the first player with a rushing, receiving, and passing touchdown since Ladanian Tomlinson in 2005. And that's who. Who was the guy who had it last before Ladanian Tomlinson? Okay, Herschel Walker. Nope. He might have done it, but not the most recent one. Walker actually or the may have been. Most recent one. 
Because I, I remember reading the two stats about Derrick Henry and his 200-yard rushing games. Because I think he tied a record. And then the McCaffrey one. The most recent one. Okay, so is Tomlinson. Well, Tomlinson's the most recent right. one before McCaffrey. But before oh, Ladanian. I know who this is. Who is it? David Patton. <laughs> That's right. I remember reading The only that. reason I know that is because it was back in my NFL.com days. And I got to interview him the day after. And he was just, he, he acted like it wasn't. An amazing feat. He was just like, yeah, just doing what I'm doing. I was like, dang, dude, crazy that you're not more hyped about this, but whatever. That's pretty cool, man. All right, let's talk about, let's have a fabulous discussion. Jamie, how much fab are we spending this week? Not much. You know, I mean, uh, clearly if you need a quarterback, I I think Justin Fields, as you alluded to, the matchups are fairly fantastic for the next three weeks. Heath likes to throw in the Jets game too. We did this on, believe it or not, yesterday on on HQ. So, you know, if you want to go for the next four games, um, he could be a a top 12 guy for the next month if this continues. So, you know, if you are quarterback needy, um, he he could, you know, certainly be worth spending the money for. Um, Of the guys that are under 65%, you know, if you want to bank on Rondell Moore, Josh Palmer, Darnell Mooney being, you know, successful for the next three weeks uh, or so, you can can spend 10 to 15% on those guys. If you're looking for, you know, some tight end help, you know, long-term, Dolchich, you know, might be a starter for the rest of the season. You know, he could be somebody you spend a little bit of money on. Uh, Same thing for Ingram if you need a tight end for this week. Um, I don't think you need to spend too much on Drake because there's still the scenario of Gus Edwards playing. Remember, they play Monday, so, you know, they get the extra day to get him healthy. Um, Yeah, I don't think there's like a a, a break-the-bank type of guy this week unless you're looking, you know, a little bit more long-term for how your team may be shaping up. All right, let me ask you a few questions about this then. So, for... Okay, actually, several questions. See if I can remember all of them. Number one, do you think Justin Fields has must-start upside, that he could be a borderline stud rest of season? Yes. Yes. Do you think Rondale Moore is basically a must-start wide receiver as long as he keeps playing enough in the slot, which he should? And and remember, Marquise Brown, yeah, maybe three game, three weeks away from coming back. Maybe optimistic, but do you think Rondell Moore is really worth spending, you know, 10, 15% of your fab or a number one waiver claim on uh, Rondell Moore? Yes, yes to the fab. No to the number one non-resetting waiver claim. Non-resetting, okay, okay. Correct. Unless it's like somehow he's out there in like a 16-team double flex, full PPR league. Like in a league that deep, yes, use it. Well, I mean, I, I think, think any three receiver league, like you have to have Rondell Moore, right? Yeah, but I mean, you know, this is the thing, like, you know, we, we say this a lot, and I, I know the, the our audience, you know, our core audience listens to us, you know, religiously, which we greatly appreciate. You know, so when we're saying add Rondell Moore, we get a lot of pushback sometimes because they've kept Rondell Moore. You know, we, we didn't say to drop Rondell Moore. Hey, none of these guys are available in my league. Right. You know, so like, you know, we, we, we've that been guy. saying add uh, Rashad White for weeks. You know, we've been saying add these guys for weeks, you know, and then we get to these shows and somebody may have missed a few episodes. Like, what are you saying to add Rashad White? They've been rostered in my league. Um, but for the leagues where Rondell Moore is available, you know, you're probably looking at some slim pickings if he was dropped because somebody was frustrated with his one for 34 in the first game with, with DeAndre Hopkins two weeks ago. So, you know, you might have to spend a little bit more than than needed to get a player that could be, I don't know, a, a significant difference maker. But as Pete Prisco noted, uh, which, you know, if you watch the game, you're aware of this, they were throwing to him down the field. 
that's a big change mm -hmm. for him. And if that continues, because now the offense has changed a little bit, you know, two weeks of Robbie Anderson to practice for whatever he does to just threaten the defense, two weeks of DeAndre Hopkins on the field, you know, they're changing. They're figuring things out. And so maybe the route tree is changing for Rondo Moore as well, who, remember, missed the first five weeks of the season and maybe getting a little bit more comfortable in his own, you know, role and and and, and just ability. So, you know, I, I think there's a lot to like about Rondo Moore. Uh, it's just a matter of what will happen, as you said, Adam, when Marquise Brown comes back, if it is week 11, based on the timetable. They were throwing him downfield in in week uh, in which week week eight. Well, they had the, the, the play the play two weeks ago was was more two. of a catch and run. Um, yeah. This past week, his routes were a little bit deeper down. Well, I don't know. If that's his his A dot was one point three this week. So it, so the thing is for Rondell Moore, he actually played in the slot a lot, but not exclusively. He played they they ran a ton of snaps. He played both out wide and in the slot. But two weeks ago, when he had his terrible game, he was almost exclusively. Out wide, fifty nine percent in the slot, one point eight yards per route run, which is just okay. Um, the A dot, yeah, you, you nailed it, one point two five. Right, average depth of target. So they they weren't really throwing to him downfield this past week. They they were the week before when he was lined up outside. He had a thirteen yard A dot, um, but he had some yak. You know that was that was good. Uh, That's his game. What was my other question? Oh, last question here. If Gus Edwards were out this week. You know, you could be you could be two and six, three and five. Need a win. How much would you like Kenyon Drake against the Saints? I don't want to overvalue Kenyon Drake. You know, he's he's right. his two his two good games, which you know, two of his last three, it's over eight yards per carry, which is nice. You know, I mean, it's a little bit inflated with the ten for one nineteen against the Giants, but still, it's over eight yards per carry because he was six for seventy two. Um, excuse me, yeah, no, six for forty two um, against the. Uh, the Bucks last week. So, you know, he, he's getting some chunk plays, which, you know, makes sense in this offense when things are going right. Uh, the four catches last week, you know, they threw the ball a little bit more. That was, you know, interesting to see. He didn't do a lot with it, but he just scored a touchdown. So no Edwards for a full game. How much are they going to go back to maybe trusting Justice Hill? It doesn't seem likely. So I think he's 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 not a bad number two running back. It's, it's kind of an ugly week once you get past, you know, kind of the – the, the 15, 16 mark, and, and I'm sure most rankings. So he's he's right after them in that next group. Um, I would like him better than David Montgomery. I would like him better than the Chiefs guys. I would like him better than the Jets guys. You know, so it depends on what your team looks like. So, you know, if you are desperate, then sure. You know, if you're getting to that point where your season's over, then, you know, this is a guy to go get and hopefully can save you for a week. All right. More on those guys in just a little bit. It's time for a new segment called Apparently I Forgot Someone's Birthday. So, Jamie, I'm not sure when your yeah. birthday was, but you called me out for it via email this morning. Happy birthday, Jamie. Thank you. <laughs> um, and, Jamie, here's your gift. Your gift to it us. Was six months ago, by the way, but thank you. When was it? <laughs> no, it was when, was, when was your birthday? Uh, October 19th. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Happy belated. Sorry about that. The big 5-0. <laughs> I missed it. Big 5-0. No. Um, what are you, 45? Six. 46. All right. Well, here's your gift. You're, you're going to give us a gift for your belated birthday. You're going to give us the gift of the Peloton, Jamie. We lo you love your Peloton. Every Peloton user is like obsessed with his or her Peloton. Why is that, Jamie? What are we missing if we don't have one? I mean, you're missing an easy way to get exercise in your house. You know, uh, as, as I get older and get a little bit more fatter and out of shape, uh, you know, <laughs> it's keeping me, you know, from, from being that, that, uh, fat and out of shape, and I enjoy my Peloton rides when I'm watching football on Monday nights and Thursday nights. 
I enjoy my Peloton rides when I'm able to, uh, you know, get some free time. Um, as I've said many a time, it's not just the bike. There's plenty of things to do with the Peloton app. The workouts you can do if you have the bands, uh, it's fantastic. Um, the, my wife uses it for yoga. Uh, we use it for our kids for meditation uh, to help put them to sleep at night. They love it. And it's just a, a fantastic, fantastic way of life. So uh, every time you, it's funny, every time you ask me to do this, I look over and stare at the bike. Um, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's just great. You know, I know you're looking forward to when you have a, a some bigger space in, yeah. your, in your next home to get one yourself, you'll, you'll thoroughly enjoy it. And I highly recommend the Peloton to anybody who's interested. Yeah. I look forward to that day, uh, as well. And, uh, this is motivation that moves you. And that's the thing I need to be motivated. I need these instructors to get me motivated and that's what they do. They have great instructors. They have great music. Uh, it's a terrific way to exercise motivation that moves you anytime, anywhere. Try the Peloton bike or tread risk free for 30 days. Learn more at onepeloton.com. new members only. That's P E L O T O N one peloton.com new members only terms apply. All right, where are we at here? All right, let's do our top three at each position. Get some more names circulating here. Quarterback, Dave, why don't you start? Who are the top three quarterbacks? Justin Fields, one, and then? And then it's Andy Dalton at number two, and then you're going to cry in your cereal when it's Taylor Heineke at number three. But those are the top three for me. Not the best week. It would have had Malik Willis in there if he had, you know, thrown the football a little more, ran a lot more. They didn't need him. They didn't, they didn't, they literally didn't need him. Derrick Henry had a monster game against Houston. So he's, he's not going to make the list. Fields, Dalton, Heineke. Yeah, that's, that's the order for Jamie too, right? I don't uh, know yet. Yeah. Fields, Dalton, Heineke. Okay. Mariota is also an option. He's coming off a great game. Got the Chargers. Well, you know what? Hopefully you don't really have to dig into the waiver wire. But if you have, let's say, Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, uh, what do you do? Do you go with, do you start Fields over them? And if Fields isn't available, do you start Dalton over them? I would start Fields over them. I would start Dalton over Brady. I'd start Rodgers over Dalton. Okay. Brady has the Rams this week. All right, Jamie, who are the top three running back priorities? Uh, Kenyon Drake will be one, as we already talked about. After Kenyon Drake... Um, so this is where it gets a little tricky because, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with a couple of trades. So if Kareem Hunt is traded, Dearness Johnson would be number two because he's, you know, probably looking at somewhere in the neighborhood of 25 to 30% snaps, which is where Kareem Hunt has been. Kareem Hunt's been a little north of 30, so I don't know if they'll use him as much, but he's also an injury away from being the guy. And we've seen that now, you know, uh, I think it was three times in 2021 when there was no Nick Chubb and no Kareem Hunt, he was an absolute monster. So. Uh, you have that potential. Uh, Cam Akers would be next if he gets traded because maybe he gets somewhere where they can actually, you know, he can actually get used. So I would put him next. Um, Naeem Hines, you know, we had the ESPN report from Adam Schefter last night that he might be on the block. And, you know, if he gets somewhere where he's not just looking at minimal touches, he's actually looking at maybe a little feature role in the passing game. So it's a little bit all over the place. But if you're, not, if you're taking away all the trade scenarios, I would say go get a handcuff if, if at all possible. And so... Um, Tony Pollard just gave you the gave you the perfect example of what the next man up can look like in a successful offense and a successful usage scenario. So Madison, we know what he's capable of doing. He's sixty four percent rostered. Dave mentioned Rashad White; he's doing a great job of late. He's sixty percent rostered. And then don't forget about Dontrell Hilliard, who would be the next guy up for Tennessee, and he's had ten or more PPR points two of his last three in tandem with Derrick Henry. 
God forbid something happens to Derrick Henry, this is now the guy in that offense. So it wouldn't be the same, clearly, but you know, still somebody you can potentially use. I think Hilliard might be the best desperation running back ad in PPR leagues. They're taking on the Chiefs. They're probably going to play from behind. He's their third down back, and they're, they're passing downs back. You might, Jamie said 10 or more PPR points in two of his past three. He should be able to top that this week. Dontrell Hilliard. Well, he's only done once with his receiving total, though. That's the problem. Yeah, I still think he can do it this week. I think he could get – he might end up getting, like, 15 rush yards, but a three for 40 receiving line, maybe a touchdown on top of it. Again, you have to be pretty desperate. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, with six teams on by, including Barkley, Chubb, McCaffrey, you know, Najee Harris, et cetera, um, who has the best chance of giving you production this week other than Kenyon Drake? I mean, that's why I went to Caleb Huntley. And, of course, Patterson looms. But, by the way, you should definitely look to see if Cordaro Patterson is available. He's almost certainly not, but he's not 100% rostered. He's 92% rostered. If you're in a 10-team league, there is just a chance that Cordaro Patterson is available. So, you know, just please take a look. I know that sounds dumb, but just you never know. Um, but, yeah, so who's got a chance? Oh, my gosh, I'm desperate. I have nobody. Do I look at Ronnie Rivers? I just need eight PPR fantasy points or something like that from a running back. Who are you going to after Kenyon Drake for this week? So Ronnie Rivers is interesting, but, you know, Karen Williams is close to being activated. And there's the flip side of the Cam Akers trade based on what Sean McVay said, that if they don't trade Akers, that they're going to use him again. So it could just be an absolute disaster for the Rams if they have, you know, these four guys who have clearly struggled all across different points in the season. Um, not necessarily Williams, but, you know, not being healthy. So, um, yeah, you can you can take a look at, at Rivers. You can take a look at uh, Dontra Hilliard. You can take a look at Caleb Huntley. Um, you know, there, there's there's probably a, another couple of guys that were, you know, not mentioning that that are some of these Hines. deep league scenarios. Right, like even huh? Hines maybe a little bit of value if – if he doesn't get traded, sure. Hines might have value if he doesn't get traded. I mean, Isaiah bit. Pacheco, you know, was was probably yeah. dropped. You know, you can go look at Jarek McKinnon. You know, he, he every time you know we say that there's going to be somebody else playing for the Chiefs as the starter, McKinnon leaves them in snaps every week. Right. You know, yep. so there, there's there's several scenarios at play here. You know, I, I just try to give a little bit of a broader, you know, look at the running back position. I, I probably neglected not putting Caleb Huntley in there just in case Patterson doesn't play. So it's a good call by you, but. Um, it's not, it's not a, it's not a pretty week. I, I hope, no. honestly, I hope Kareem Hunt gets traded because maybe we get to, you know, open up some things and maybe Akers gets traded too. So we get to open up some things, you know, just to see what happens. No, it's, it's not a pretty week at all. Um, no. all right. So those are your running backs. Uh, Dave hit me with the wide receiver. Don't, please don't literally hit me, but figuratively, Dave, punch me in the face with your favorite wide receivers. Weird. Uh, Josh Palmer is going to be my favorite because I think he's got value, not just this week, but for the three games after for the chargers, I'm going to land on Dobbs as my next favorite pickup at wide receiver. Rondale will be after that. Although I do want to point out just to put a bow on the a dot conversation with Rondale, his a dot's been above five yards twice in five games. So I think you really have to think of him more as short area target, hopefully in the slot, should be good for a dozen PPR points per game. That's what you should expect when you start him. Mooney would be next because I think he's got some good rest of season value. And then I'm giving you the shrug emoji when it comes to the Chiefs wide receivers. I think I'm going to like, I unless we read something about Kadarius Tony today, 
I think I'm going to like Hardman first. And he's available in the most leagues too. Two thirds of CBS sports leagues, Tony next. And then MVS third. And then one other guy that I got to bring up is Devin Duvernay, who is healthy, plays wide receiver, gets a couple of carries in Baltimore. We know Rashad Bateman's not back. We'll talk about Isaiah likely in a little bit, but he's not a bad option as a number three receiver slash bench receiver for fantasy managers. Okay. It's, it's a, much better weekend wide receiver. Yeah. And there's, and your priorities are, are different. Yeah. We're, we're going to, we're probably hitting on a lot of players that are already rostered in a lot of leagues. Palmer isn't one of those guys. Hardman might not be one of those guys, but there, there, there are more names even after that for the deeper leagues that we should discuss. Yeah. We'll get to deep leagues in a bit. So you said Palmer Dobbs, Rondale Moore. It may have sounded like Dave said Wandale. He said Rondale Moore. Rondale, number three. Rondale. Darnell Mooney, the chiefs wide receivers, Devin Duvernay, um, before I forget, what do you think about picking up Donovan Peoples-Jones? I know he's going into his bye, but it's now 70 or more yards in four of his last five games. You mm-hmm. don't love the targets really haven't been there. He's been so efficient, but is he, is he worth holding? He's only 23%, 26% rostered. I mean, is Donovan Peoples-Jones someone you care about adding right now through, through his bye week, Jamie? Not really, no. I mean, I, I think there's certainly a, a window to use him. And an opportunity to use him after the bye week, but I don't know how many people need to go out and get him and roster him. I think if you have him on your team, you could hold him, but I don't know if you need to actually go out and get him. Well, if you've got a wide receiver that's on bye in week 10, okay, it could be any of the Bengals wideouts. It could be, I don't know if about any Patriots wideouts that you'd have. Garrett Wilson, maybe you've been starting him. Um, one of the Ravens guys. I think Peoples Jones would be an awesome bye week replacement at Miami in week 10. But then week 11, he's at Buffalo. I don't know how I'm going to feel about him that that week. So if you want him, I bet you could get him Sunday morning. Probably. Yeah, like Josh Palmer's roster percentage went up 4% last week because he was a hot waiver wire priority, but he was in his buy. So I don't think there's going to be a rush on Donovan Peoples-Jones. All right, tight ends. Jamie, who are the top tight ends to get? Evan Ingram, I think, you know, it's, it's clearly been enough of a track record where it's, it's it's time to trust him if you haven't been doing so and scored his first touchdown of the season last week. So his targets have been consistent. His production has been a decent floor of 10 or more PPR points, three of his last four. And then again, you're seeing some of the ceiling plays, a 12-point game, a 15-point game. So uh, with the way that Trevor Lawrence is looking for him, the things that we said beginning of the season of a Doug Peterson offense, maybe he's just starting to feel comfortable and not dropping the ball, you know, so that's a good thing for for him. Uh, number two would be if you're just looking long term, you don't need a tight end for this week, Greg Dolchich, because we've seen now three games of, of just quality production, uh, four for 80 on five targets, 487 on five targets against the Jaguars. And, you know, it's just starting to come into his own. Could be the difference to, you know, helping this Broncos offense maybe get back on track. And there's the scenario of what happens say, if Jerry Judy is traded, then he just gets a bump in potential targets. So like the setup there for Dolchich. Uh, the third guy would be Isaiah Likely, just with the chance of Mark Andrews not playing. You saw what he did against the uh, the Buccaneers last Monday. If you don't want to take that route and you want to go somebody else, Tyler Conklin, we've seen now this is four games on the season, one with Zach Wilson, where the pass attempts have been up. 41 pass attempts for Zach Wilson against the Patriots. First game without Brees Hall. Corey Davis is now out. You know, we don't know for how long, but no another receiver missing. And Conklin sees his most targets of the season and certainly his best game with Zach Wilson to date. So, you know, based on how this offense may be operating now, mostly because of the lack of a run game, uh, Tyler Conklin should get back in the good graces of fantasy managers. And who led 
the NFL in end zone targets in week eight with four. Must be Conklin. It was Conklin. I, I think the, obviously the biggest problem here with Conklin is we got the Bills this week and then a bye. So, you know, the Bills, they're 10th against tight ends. Almost all of the production that they've given up has been Travis Kelsey, eight catches, 108 yards, but they are historically so good against tight ends. So, you know. Yeah, I guess the, the knock against Conklin would be that matchup, then the bye week. So, you know, you right. may not be comfortable using him for two straight weeks, but if Poyer is out, then there's a good chance that his production might be decent. Great point. Great point. If you knew right now that Mark Andrews were out, would you prioritize Isaiah Likely or Evan Ingram this week? Likely. Likely. And here's the thing about Likely. He's, he's much more of a receiver than a tight end. So they might put him on the field more to help make up for Rashad Bateman being gone. Mm. Okay. Now, that, and that's, he, a big, that's a big deal, Dave, because the, the Saints are another brutal matchup. They have not allowed yeah. a touchdown to a tight end. There's only one tight end who's had more than 31 yards mm-hmm. against them. They're third no, best. I can double-check to give you the exact specifications on where he lined up last week, but I'm almost positive he, he was running routes on every single drop back for Lamar Jackson. And he seemed to be pretty good at finding holes in the zone to – to just kind of sit down and wait for the target. He's he's not great against man coverage. That's something that you might have to worry about against the Saints. Struggled when he was pressed. But you can't argue with the volume that he had last week. And I don't think they go completely away from him without Bateman on the field. And there's no chance they go away from him if there's no Andrews on the field. All right, so to sum it up, quarterback Justin Fields, Andy Dalton, Taylor Heineke. That's the top three. We'll also talk a little bit about Marcus Mariota and PJ Walker in a moment. It's not that bad. Running back's bad. Kenyon Drake stands head and shoulders above everyone else. You got some guys who could benefit from trades like Dearness Johnson, Cam Akers, Naeem Hines. Maybe Caleb Huntley could be sneaky this week. Uh, wide receiver, you got Josh Palmer. You got Rondale Moore, Romeo Dobbs, Darnell Mooney, Devin Duvernay. Good week there. Not bad at tight end. Evan Ingram, get Greg Dulcich to stash. Isaiah Likely, possibly. Conklin, wish he had a better matchup. Uh, so maybe it isn't so great at tight end. Um, DST stinks, Jamie. I, th- Eddie, I think, anyways. Is it just a terrible week for streaming DSTs, or am I crazy? No, it's bad. It's bad. Um, you know, the, the thing I think that you're looking at is, you know, do the Dolphins make some plays against Jared Goff? You know, they're available. The, the one... The one defense that I think could be great would be the Chiefs because if it's Malik Willis again, because if they put him in a situation where he's having to throw, there's going to be a lot of turnover. Yeah. So, you know, hope for a, a Chiefs versus Malik Willis because Ryan Tannehill won't make the same mistakes, you know, but if he's not 100% and there could be, you know, quarterback shuffle, you know, Tannehill tries to go and then he can't finish the game and Malik Willis gets in there. Willis is a wild card. He may go in there and make a ton of plays and, you know, it could just be a, a mistake, but that's the one I think if you're looking at just the hope of, okay, this could be a, a difference maker for this week, that would be the one. I would absolutely trust the Chiefs if Malik Willis were in there. Spagnuolo's taken on quarterbacks like this before, and he's crushed them. And the Titans have allowed 10 or 11 fantasy points to each of the past three DSTs. That includes Houston last week. Um, I've got some stats that can make the Seahawks and the Vikings sound like good DSTs. I just don't know if people want to trust them. Uh, trusting Seattle's defense, I might be down for. Yeah. What, because they've been they, playing better. some credit and here. They're, yeah. They're out there in 87% of leagues, so I think they might be the perfect bye week replacement. Hell yeah. The Cardinals have given up at least 11 fantasy points to two of the past three DSTs. Seattle scored at least nine fantasy points in every game this year, except for one. You'll all remember the Week 5 game at New Orleans where defense was optional. 
I, I think Seattle could be a good one this week. Washington has been good to DSTs this year. That's who the Vikings play. Minnesota's put up at least eight fantasy points in each of their past four. Have they been good with more in each of their past two? Have they been better with Heineke or Wentz? Is oh, that what you asked? Yeah, they're not. Yeah. They're not a very good matchup lately with Heineke. Right. Wentz was a much better matchup. It's probably true, but it's. I, I wouldn't say that Heineke is blowing the doors off of things. Actually, I'm sorry. I I got it. That's, that's probably a little bit true, but I got it confused with Carolina. And the, yes. I mean, Washington has been a decent matchup. Well, the last I'll tell you two exactly weeks, what it is. Carolina has been a bad matchup with PJ Walker. They were much. They were a much better uh, matchup with Baker Mayfield. I'm sorry, yeah, I got I that mean, confused. Clearly, Christian McCaffrey has been the problem. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing with the the, the Seattle game, the Seattle Arizona Seattle defense, the Seattle Arizona game is one of the highest point totals of the week, 50 points. You know, so you're counting on one of these quarterbacks making a mistake. Or, you know, Kyler making a mistake, which he he's certainly been prone to do. Uh, but you're not going to get it from a point standpoint if, if Vegas is right. Okay, so the last two games for the Commanders, obviously last week the Colts' DST didn't do very well. The week before, uh, 11 fantasy points allowed. There was a defensive touchdown as part of that. Mm. So those, yeah. those plays are kind of fluky. So you could say that the Commanders have been better offensively slash bad for DSTs with Heineke under center. I just don't know if Heineke is, – is that the best reason – I think well, the better reason to not use the Vikings is that the Vikings defense makes tons of mistakes. Well, you so, listen, like I would definitely it, take Seattle ahead of them. If it's Malik Willis under center for the Titans, I'm definitely taking the Chiefs probably out of the Seahawks too. All right. So the Se- last last point on the Seahawks who are widely available is uh, they get a lot of sacks lately, and that's that's why you play DSTs against the Cardinals. Kyler Murray is taking a ton of sacks. Yes, he will score points. Not sure you're going to get a ton of turnovers, but the sacks will help you. You know, two points for every sack. And I'll give you another sneaky one. If this offensive line looks as bad as it did last week, the Jaguars, because the Raiders could not stop anybody from the Saints, and the Saints oh have my a hard gosh. time against the quarterback. You are so, so the Jaguars right. could be an interesting one with the Raiders having to go across country for an early start. All right, uh, Jamie, real quick, kickers. Everybody's favorite position. Um, the easy one oh, is to we go got back IDPs to Harrison Butker. Coming up. <laughs> is to go back to Harrison Butker um, just with the. Uh, you know, Chiefs coming off of a bye week. Uh, Jake Elliott wasn't picked up in as many leagues as I thought he would be. You know, the Eagles were certainly going to score a lot of points. And then um, I think the uh, the the Rams Bucks could be a field goal fest. So Matt Gay is still widely available as well. So I wouldn't be surprised if he has a good game too. You have IDP, Dave. I got a few. Zadarius Smith has been getting good numbers on top of tackles for the Vikings, so he's out there in a bunch of leagues. Um, Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Three of his past four games, I guess each of his past three games, at least 13 fantasy points in leagues where tackles count. I would I would start with those two. Do I have one more? Um, maybe you could moonwalk into Mike Jackson, a defensive back for <laughs> Seattle. He's had at least five points. It's pretty low, but he had 13 last week. Not sure if he's going to deliver in terms of tackles. Uh, and then A.J. Klein, we talked about him earlier. I guess it makes sense to pick him up just because of him getting an opportunity in that Bears defense. But I, I wonder what, and I can double check this right now. Uh, Nicholas Tomorrow's fifty-five percent rostered. He's pretty rostered, so he's already rostered in a bunch of leagues. But you can double check to see if he's out. There. Oh my gosh, this Mike Jackson is reminding me so much of Office Space because I thought this was the same guy. He went to Miami. I remember him very well, and he yes. was Michael Jackson in Miami. And now I'm just like he's like Michael Bolton, or he's like you could just call me Mike. <laughs> and now he's Mike Jackson. <clears throat> All right, excuse me. <clears throat> I gotta give a quick shout out. A shout out <clears throat> of the day to. This is from Aunt Deb. 
Uh, her great rock star great nephew Jordan. He's in second grade. He is the Flying Aces manager in their fantasy league. He absolutely dominated this week. He scored 186.8 points as of Sunday night. Uh, the highest to- total points he's, we've seen in the league. And Jordan convinced family from all over the United States to start a fantasy football league. He's in second grade. We've learned a lot, had fun, and bonded thanks to Jordan sharing his love for fantasy football. Love to see it. That's awesome stuff. Thank you, Aunt Deb or Aunt Deb. Thank you, Jordan, for being an ambassador of fantasy football. And we'll be right back with more waiver wire talk and a recap of Cleveland 32, Cincinnati 13. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. All right, Jamie, let's talk about the shallow leagues here. In the shallow... I won't do that, sorry. Anyway, uh, guys we haven't spoken about yet that are barely available, but actually, you know, you know, 25% available, something like that. Shallow league guys to, to take a look at. Uh, work backwards from tight end. There's there's a few. Obviously, Isaiah Likely. He's at nine percent rostered. No, no, no. Uh, that, that'd be Conklin. deep league. That'd be deep league. Huh? That would be the deep. Oh, league. Going that way. I'm sorry. Yeah, Shallow leagues. yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the Schultz, Higbees, um, or Aiden Schultz Hurst. and Everett's of the world. Uh, Gerald Everett would be a great one. Um, let me get my notes. I'm sorry. You'd Dalton, be the best. Dalton Schultz on your list. Dalton Schultz. Uh, no, I don't hate Hurts. Mouth. Um, yeah, I go with Gerald Everett. I go with. Uh, yeah. I go with Dalton Schultz. I would look at um, at quarterback. I mean, Jared Goff is just kind of you know playing at home, so don't love him, but not horrible given the circumstances. Sixteen's on a bye. Um, the running backs. I think it's still worth your interest to pick up Isaiah Pacheco just to see what happens. They're coming off a bye. If there's any you know changing of the guard, more so in his favor. Um, Chuba. Chuba, Chuba Hubbard, seventy-one uh, percent rostered. If he gets back on the field, who knows what that split will be. The receivers, you have um, the opportunity to go get uh, Allen Robinson just in case. You know, he had seven targets. If Cooper Cup does miss any time, you know, that that would be the, the go-to guy, as ugly as that might be. But again, 16th on a bye. Uh, going back to what we talked about, Tyler Conklin, Garrett Wilson, 74% roster, just had a career high in receiving yards with 115. No Corey Davis, no Brees Hall, so they might be throwing a little bit more there. Um, and then the tight ends, as you mentioned, Gerald Everett and, uh, and Dalton Schultz. And Dave likes Hayden Hurst as well. All right, Dave, how about deep league guys? So these are the Isaiah Likelys of the world, but the deep league guys. Yeah, but Likely also is good for any league, especially if there's no Andrews, and he's worth speculating on. You don't have to make him your top waiver claim at tight end. Certainly would much rather have Dulcich or Ingram at this point. But just to put another point on what he did last week, he played in the slot 57%. He ran a route on 34 of 38 pass attempts for Lamar Jackson. His A dot was over nine yards. So he's definitely more receiver than tight end, exactly the type of profile that you like for fantasy. So keep that name in mind. 
I'm looking at running backs in deeper leagues, and I I kind of want to throw up. Ronnie Rivers, I guess, would make the cut. Ernest, obviously, if there's a trade in Cleveland, he would be at the top of the list. And then guys that are handcuffed guys, Zamir White, Deion Jackson, Jermichael Hasty. Again, I, I told you, it's, it's sickening out there at running back. Wide receiver, Terrace Marshall has had an opportunity over the past couple of weeks. He's 98% available. LaVisca Chenault had an uptick in targets last week. He's 96% available. I know that it sounds weird to try and tie wide receivers to Carolina's offense, but they're, they're getting work and they'll get you at least some decent numbers. If you can, if you can wait a week for Darius Slayton, I think he's actually the number one receiver, certainly the more traditional number one receiver in the giants offense. He might end up seeing six plus targets per game. He's available in 70% of leagues. Uh, that's that's probably all that I really love. There's the Colts wide receivers, but I don't know how much you're willing to trust Paris Campbell and Alec Pearson, and they're not necessarily deep league guys either. Okay, and let's go to Cleveland 32, Cincinnati 13. A tale of two offensive lines. It mm. <laughs> was a big story in the game. I mean, Cleveland destroyed them up front on both sides of the ball. All right, so Dave, this was the first look we had at the Jamar Chaseless Bengals, and it wasn't good. Burrow had two late touchdowns. T. Higgins beat me in a league with that stupid touchdown. With the me too. I was, that was not fun. I beat, I beat Schaefer with the uh, Tyler Boyd touchdown. Uh, yeah, that would felt like a little more legit. The, the, the Higgins one bo- really bothered me. But that's what Higgins can do. Yeah, I know. He's, I know. It he's is awesome it is. at that. Contested catch balls and then just staying on his feet after the catch and getting some extra yards. This is such a bad play defensively. But anyway, what did you like? What do we what do you think of the Bengals right now uh, without Jamar Chase? They still are relying on Burrow, which I mean, it makes sense that they do that. But I wish that they had tried to run the ball a little bit more with Joe Mixon. Mixon had only eight carries. They only had the ball for 23 minutes. So it's not like they they could have really tried to get him going and, and make them more balanced offensively. But I think they'll try to do that against Carolina. The fact that they didn't, maybe that's a telltale sign that they just don't trust this offensive line because when Burrow did drop back, very rarely did he throw it downfield and have one of those plays like T. Higgins had. Certainly not at the start of the game. He was checking down like crazy. So I, I'm I'm worried that, and, and we talked about this, with Jamar Chase out, defenses are going to treat the Bengals differently. And now I, I think we're kind of seeing it in this game and, I'm a little nervous to start them Burrow, Higgins, Boyd, Mixon next week, but I'm going to do it because I know what their upside is from game to game. Anything from the Brown side of the ball, Jamie, here? I think we talked about it. You know, the injury to the, the Bengals secondary uh, opened things up for Cooper, who once again has a great home game. So just, you know, just continue to uh, ring the bell every time he's at home. Um, you know, it's now five touchdowns in five home games and four of those games over 20 PPR points. So just keep it going. Uh, play every game in Cleveland, and mm-hmm. we we would love Amari Cooper. Um, the disappointing thing, I think, the only only disappointing thing, I think, was the lack of involvement from Harrison Bryant. You know, first game without David Njoku, yeah. there's seven targets available for some somebody to pick up, and you know, so Cooper, great. Peoples Jones continues to play at a at, at a low bar level, but you know, hopefully, some touchdowns will start to come for him. Uh, the wild card for for all of this is what's going to happen with Kareem Hunt. You know, it was his best game in terms of yards for scrimmage. Uh, for the season. Um, if he stays, what does that mean? You know, he kind of, you know, talked about this. He's open to being traded. You know, he requested a trade in training camp. The Browns said no. 
now they're appearing to want to move on from him for as as little as a fourth round pick. And so if they if they get that, I'm sure Kareem Hunt will be on a different team. And then you're looking at Dearness Johnson as somebody who's a potential lottery ticket. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. And you see when they have this type of game script, get 15 touches from Kareem Hunt. They haven't really been able to do that the last couple of weeks. Um, they go into their bye at three and five, I believe. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, only 22 pass attempts for Jacoby Brissett, who uh, threw for 278 yards. Really good game for him. The dropometer, zero to 10 on the dropometer. Are we dropping Trevor Lawrence? Yes. You can. Sorry, I shouldn't have asked it like that. What's his dropometer number? What's Trevor the number? Lawrence? It's six. Okay. If you're not starting him this week with all the teams on a buy and you're looking to move on from him for Fields or even Dalton, I think that's the smart move to make. Agreed. He does have the he has the Raiders and the Chiefs next up. Those are favorable situations. I'm not they sure. are, but he's just he's been playing poorly. Yeah. Some really bonehead reads that makes you want to not trust him. Uh okay. Eno Benjamin. Eno Benjamin, zero to ten. Two. I would hold him through the middle of the week. Especially if you're not trying to do a running back for running back situation. So if you want to drop him for Drake, I get it. If you uh, are just looking to speculate on someone, I would probably wait. But if James Conner returns after what lack of production they got last week, I'm going to guess Conner gets back in as the lead running back for the Cardinals. Drake, Maybe even Daryl Williams passes Benjamin too. Drake London. Ten. Bye. Derek Carr. Ten. Yes. I don't know. Why not? He still has what don't a lot you know of... about Derek Carr? He has, uh, what, four, three or four? I think he has three games with twenty with more than 20 fantasy points. You know, that's not great. Um, I don't know. I guess I would still like to see him with, with his weapons. I'm not sure when that's going to happen, but uh, all right, fine. I, because, like, what am I, dropping Derek Carr for Andy Dalton? Yeah. I mean, you probably should this week if you want to win. Yeah, exactly. So, and then after this week, he's got the Colts. He's got the Broncos. He's got the Seahawks. Yeah, I played. I played far over the field in the game where I, where I lost in the league where I lost. Uh, I'm not waiting for Derek Carr to turn things around. I'm just dropping yeah. him. And I'll play field. You know, I gotta. Be, I gotta tell you. I guess there's one thing about Carr that I overlooked. They are a running team, and his pass attempts have been way down. Now, this last week, his pass attempts were down because he didn't play in the fourth quarter, basically. But before that, they are a Josh Jacobs team, and they are not throwing. So, okay, I guess it's a pretty good reason to drop him. Uh, Deontay Johnson, zero to ten. It's like an eight in a non PPR and a five in a PPR. Fair. Chase Claypool, George Pickens. Uh, you'll know what to do with Claypool following the trade deadline. So if he's not dealt, then you drop him. Um, Pickens is very similar to Deontay. I'd like to hold Pickens, so I'll give him a, a drop of four. Claypool is probably a notch higher than Deontay. Um, like a nine in non PPR and a six in full PPR after the trade deadline, if he's still in Pittsburgh. Damian Harris, ninety-one percent roster. Damian Harris. I want to say like a one because you never know when they might need him again. I I, I think you have to view him as the handcuff to Ramondre Stevenson. I'm not saying that he's a start running back, but I feel like there's a chance that he could still have value down the line. I would say he's an eight in PPR to drop and a five in non PPR. 
especially depending on what you need this week, because you probably aren't starting him against the Colts unless we get a Ramondre Stevenson injury, and then they have a bye next week, so two weeks of not using him. And based on what he's done so far since coming back from the ankle sprain, no reason to hold him. Well, but he he had 11 carries and two catches last week, Damian Harris. And just thinking about that conversation where I'm praying that Caleb Huntley is available on the waiver wire, I think this is a guy that you could start this week if you're going to get more than 10 Oh, touches. I mean, if you're talking about that scenario, sure. But, you know, if we're, we're you know, I got a question from uh, a buddy of dropping Deontay Johnson or Cortland Sutton. I would drop Damian Harris before I drop those guys. Okay. Uh, how about Alec Pierce and Paris Campbell? Tens. Matthew More so in non-PPR than full PPR. Matthew Stafford. Ten. Oh, yeah. Goodbye. Daryl Henderson. I, I, I'll i wait to see what happens today. If Akers isn't traded, then he's, he's probably in eight. Yep. Okay. Daniel Jones. You can run Ten. him right off your team. 1,000. And he has 90% rostered. Michael Gallup going into his bye. You'll see him get dropped in a bunch of leagues, and I think he, it's warranted. I'll give him a seven and a half. What do you have, six catches last week? As Dak looked a little better? Should have had a touchdown. Dak four. missed him on a throw. Four, yeah, right. Yeah, he did I, have an almost touchdown. He had six targets. And six targets. Um, yeah. I'd hold him. Wondell Robinson. I'd hold him. I'd want to hold him. I'll, I'll put him at a five. I don't know if I... He's I don't tiny think, enough that you can probably pick him up and hold him. I didn't say this on FFT. I said this on the podcast yesterday. The Cowboys have eight games left after the bye, not including week 18, I think. Right, they've played eight games, yeah. So only two of their last eight opponents, and actually two of their last nine opponents, if you want to go to week 18, are higher than 20th in scoring. They've got so many teams that they can really defensively just tra- like shut down, and it just makes you wonder if Dak Prescott's ever going to throw how many times are you going to throw 30 passes? Right, they're going to be, and that's just a gap. Well, I mean, what did the what did the Bears just score? Twenty nine points. Yeah, um, yeah, something like twenty. Yeah, I think it was forty nine, twenty nine. And Dak threw uh, yes. Dak didn't throw twenty passes in this game. He threw twenty seven. So I mean, he didn't throw thirty. That's right. He didn't. Right, he threw twenty seven. So you know, if take away the Michael Parsons touchdown there, which was fluky. It's yeah. a closer game, you know. So maybe he's throwing the ball a little bit more. Maybe, but the twenty nine forty two. I don't think the Bears do that. It. You know, so. To your point about what, what the opposing teams look like right now. That's true, but I'm just saying they're one of the best defensive teams in football. They're, they have the six fewest pass attempts in the NFL, I believe. So it's just not, it's not the Dallas offense that we're used to seeing. And they have a pretty they have a very easy schedule going forward. Is um, any driving back? No, no, but I I think it's, you know, he's gonna have to be very efficient if they continue with this strategy, which I don't see. I don't know that they'll get away from it. They had, they did this. Uh, I'm sorry, this is a waiver wire show, and we were already at an hour, but we've covered most of it. They did this like for four weeks at the beginning of last year, where they just ran, ran, ran. They played good defense, and then they, lo and behold, they went back to opening it up for Dak Prescott. But if the Cowboys continue to be this run heavy, this low pass volume, and this good defensively, it is not going to be the Dak Prescott that you're used to seeing. That's all I'm saying. I, I think the thing would be is like you want to see them get to 35 attempts. They're not going to be a 40-plus pass attempt team. But if they can get to the 35 attempt range, which I think is probably where they need to be if they want to be a Super Bowl contender, because this is typically not the formula for winning in the postseason. This is the formula for winning in the regular season. They need to open up things a little bit. And they have done that one time, 
and it was against the Eagles. That's the only time they've had more than 31 pass and attempts in a game. Rush. That was with Cooper Rush. And that's the, the, the Eagles and the Vikings are the only two good offensive teams that they are facing. Maybe the Packers will be in Week 10. Probably not. Giants, Colts, Texans, Jaguars, Titans. <laughs> it's like a lot of bad offense. It's, okay. it's, it's a compelling case to sell high on Dak Prescott and then run to the waiver wire and get Justin Fields. Okay, speaking of the waiver wire, let's do this in five minutes here. Guys, we haven't spoken about. How do you feel about Mariota and P.J. Walker both coming off encouraging performances? Mariota gets the Chargers. Walker gets the Bengals, who were a really tough matchup, but they're a little dinged up in the secondary, very dinged up in the secondary. How do you feel about Mariota and Walker this week? I am much better about Mariota than Walker. I agreed, Um, yes. You know, Walker just faced a banged-up secondary and needed a 62-yard Hail Mary at the end of the game to save his production. So, um, you know, I think, as Pete Prisco will always say, you are who you are. Um, Mariota is probably the same thing, but at least you're getting the rushing floor from him. And he's now had two games. I think is let me see if I have the stat correctly. He's now had two games with 25 pass attempts or 23 or more pass attempts. Two games with at least 25 pass attempts since week five. Um, and he's averaging 23 and a half fantasy points per game. So if the Chargers offense shows up and they're throwing a little bit more, then maybe you're getting, you know, better games from Mariota than we expect. So, um, not that either one of these guys is a slam dunk, but I'll take Mario over Walker. The Vikings have allowed at least 22 fantasy points in each of their past two to a quarterback. And we've already talked about how I don't know if their defense is trustworthy. I think I'd rather go with Heineke over Mariota and Walker. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, do you hold Jimmy Garoppolo through his bye? He has four straight 20-point games for the first time in his career, four straight two-touchdown games for the first time in his career. Really depends on your situation. If Garoppolo is your best quarterback, then yes. If you've got Jimmy Garoppolo and Josh Allen, well, you should you should try and trade Garoppolo. But you're never going to start him over Josh Allen. You're never going to start him over Jalen Hurts or or Lamar Jackson, Mahomes. You know the guys. No, but what if it's Brady and Kyler and then I think Burrow, you should you know. So Brady would be a difficult one. Nah, I guess not. I think you'll just keep him on your bench and go with Brady at quarterback this week, and then you'll play the matchups moving forward. All right. All right. Running backs, um, Shuba Hubbard and Isaiah Pacheco, if they are available, get them. Kenyon Drake is at the head of the class. I don't think we have to spend any more time on this. Uh, just please rewind to our discussion earlier. I've got time codes in the episode description. But again, we can give you updates if anybody gets traded. One guy we didn't talk about is Latavius Murray, though. He is on a bye, but he's obviously involved and he's 54% rostered. What do you think his roster percentage, Jamie, should be? Latavius Murray, 54%. Should it go up? Should it go down? I don't down? think it's going to go up with them on a buy. So, you know, it'll probably stay in this range. You know, maybe drops down to around 50%. I don't know how many people are going to drop Latavius Murray unless you have some bye week concerns. But if you have him, you know, you should feel okay about where he's been. Two touchdowns in a row. Uh, led the Broncos in carries against the Jaguars with 14. Scored the game-clinching touchdown at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, Melvin Gordon will play more snaps for what that's worth, but you know um, they they clearly seem to favor Murray slightly. You know if it's a 49 percent split um, in terms of how they view these guys, they're both going to get work. So I, I think if you're looking ahead, you know in some of these situations, especially with some running back concerns, he's not a bad guy to pick up while nobody's going after him with a lot of fab. Uh, those are always the scenarios that help you long term. Okay, I, he might be receiver? he might be a great Saturday night Sunday morning pickup. Latavius Murray, okay. Wide receivers. Uh, The shallow league guys are Allen Robinson and Garrett Wilson. And uh, real quick, are you starting Garrett Wilson against the Bills this week? Not unless there's no one left. 
He's a starter in three receiver leagues, yeah. You know, I, I think you just look at what this team is probably going to morph into again, which is what they were at the beginning of the season before Brees Hall got rolling, is they have to throw a lot. And so Zach Wilson's going to have a lot of vomit type of games that end up looking pretty for the receivers. So, you know, is he going to go six for 115 consistently? No. Can he give you five for 70? I think that's realistic when he's getting probably 12 targets sure. if they're going to be throwing the ball as much as they are. So. Yeah. There'll be a lot of errant throws, bad throws, you know, just poor situations for these guys. But they'll end up falling into some decent volume. So, um, again, it's just a matter of what the rest of your team looks like. Six teams on a bye. Garrett Wilson's a pretty talented dude. No Corey Davis. That's a pretty good situation to be in. All right. Uh, Rondale Moore, Josh Palmer. So Dave had Palmer one. He's got the Falcons. Seven wide receivers. Listen to this. Seven wide receivers have gained, have gained 79 or more yards against the Falcons in their last three games. That's the 49ers, Bengals, and Carolina Panthers. So they are the worst against wide receivers. That's Josh Palmer's matchup. Rondell Moore has a tough matchup against Seattle. They held him to six catches for 49 yards, but that's still usable. That was a few weeks ago. Uh, you got Darnell. Wasn't that the game where him and Dorch does first game back, right? Or was it no, the second game, I think? Uh, it was week six. So it was the second game. Um, Darnell Mooney. I will say this. If, if Keenan Allen is out, Palmer should be first. If Keenan Allen is in, I'll, I'll keep Palmer second behind Rondell Moore. Fair enough. Uh, Mooney, Duvernay, and Romeo Dobbs are, are pr- pretty... They're all rostered in right around the same amount of leagues, and so is Kadarius Toney. And I, of, your, of those three, I think Dobbs is, is your favorite, Dave, over Mooney and Duvernay, right? Yes. And Jamie, your favorite would be who? Of which three, I'm sorry? Mooney, Duvernay, Dobbs. Oh, Mooney, pretty significantly ahead of them because if, if Lazard plays Dobbs, who knows what happens there? Um, and then uh, Duvernay just the, the thing that scares me about Duvernay is yes he scored uh, I think Demarcus Robinson had double the targets yeah. and so you know, just just keep that in mind with with how Duvernay has played he's he's had three good games and and five largely disappointing ones so even without I'll, I'll like Duvernay more if if there's no Mark Andrews he scored but if Andrews plays then it's not a lot to love about him Devin Duvernay scored he did last week he had a rushing touchdown. Oh, he had a rushing touchdown. Okay, my bad. Uh, so, Kadarius Tony, Chase Claypool, Elijah Moore. These are guys, Claypool and Moore, we're going to see what happens with trades. Kadarius Tony, roster him. You're not going to start him this week. Uh, Terrace Marshall is 2% rostered. That's a deep league guy to go get. Maybe Demarcus Robinson is a deep league guy to go get. Yes. Um, okay, tight ends. You've got Dalton Schultz and Gerald Everett available in about 25% of leagues. Everett has a great matchup. Uh, coming up against Atlanta, and um, yeah, and no Mike Williams. He's actually got f- four of his five of his next six matchups. Gerald Everett's five of his next six matchups are terrific against teams that rank twenty six or worse against tight ends. Yeah, he is an awesome buy low tight end. Well, yeah, as long as right. He, well, yeah, I mean Mike Williams is going to be out for a little while, so yeah, exactly. Evan Ingram, Greg Dulcich, Isaiah Likely. Those are the big three. Conklin, I think we'd be more excited about if he weren't playing the Bills this week and then had a bye next week. Kate Otten had a, had a bad game, but he had an end zone target. He almost had a touchdown, so you don't necessarily... Well, he's got a brutal matchup, though, against the Rams. And Foster Moreau, you know, kind of a sneaky... Yeah, he led the team in targets. He may have led the team in receiving. Because Derek Carr yeah. was under pressure. He had to get rid of the ball quickly, so he's throwing short to Moreau. That's why he led the team in targets. Yeah, he had... He's had 14 in the last two games. Um, any, what do you think about last one? Robert Tunyon against the Lions, who are 28th against tight ends. Not bad. Yeah. Not my favorite on the list, but 
And he had, didn't he have a touchdown called back against yes. Buffalo? OPI. Yes, he pushed off. Yeah. He cheated. Yeah, well, maybe they won't call that against the Lions. <laughs> or maybe he just gets open against the Lions because everybody gets open against the Lions. Yeah, I mean, would you drop do you drop him for Evan Ingram? Tunyon? I would rather have Ingram, yes. Okay. Would you rather have Tunyon or Conklin? Conklin. Man, that Bills matchup though. Ugh. All right, that's, that's it, no guys. Yeah, that's also true. Okay, we're done. Thanks for watching and listening, everybody. We will talk to you tomorrow with Fantasy Jeopardy and some trade talk on Fantasy Football Today. Hip-hop takes the stand in the new documentary, As We Speak, Rap Music on Trial, now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Rap lyrics are playing an increasingly prominent role in criminal cases. Every song, every lyric, every video that you've ever been involved with, they're going to use against you. Follow rap artist Kemba as he explores the weaponization of rap lyrics in the criminal justice system. This artistic expression is a confession. I'm ready. Roll the tape. Watch the eye-opening new documentary, As We Speak, Rap Music on Trial, exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.